It's not the other place that I found, <laughs> which was pointed out to me by a friend that later I found out was the Russian mob or China or something selling garbage. China. I'm ready when you are, so... I've, I've been recording for the last two minutes and 46 seconds. <laughs> Me too. That's <laughs> <laughs> terrible. It's okay. So what's going on, Josh? It's Friday. <sighs> I don't know. Yeah, it's Friday. I don't know. Is it How Friday? How about you? <laughs> I, what's going on with you? I've, I've been pretty good, I would say. Um, I, I'd like to say I really wanted to spend more time playing Firewatch with you last Friday or Saturday, whatever day it was. I yep. was happy... Uh, we were able to get another one of our stream episodes in. Um, I mainly want to just get back to playing that, the, like in play more than 35 minutes or so, uh, just because of interruptions. But yeah, I'd love to get back into do like another one of that specific game. But I still have to think of a game for you to play. I thought I had a good one, but then I knew it just felt like it would not be as fun. So I have to figure okay. out something good for you for our next one. Not Halo. <laughs> <laughs> okay good <laughs> but I'm, yeah other than that i'm good um yeah that's good that's I, good i did want to say that uh, is it official what we're naming that segment or no are we good with that uh i think so i don't know about radio but yes we can call it radio radio theater was the segment radio title theater we were, i think yes we radio workshopping yeah just because i feel like uh it adds a different dynamic to what we do normally which is nice um, and I have a lot of fun doing it cause I get to watch you play video games or vice versa. I get to play and you watch. Um, although yours was way more intense than mine. <laughs> mine was more, uh, emotional <laughs> and that was not what I was expecting to feel <laughs> as we were going through that. It was difficult. Um, but yeah, I, I hope this opens you, you and I up to like games that we've never thought about playing before, or maybe just in general, just having fun playing the games that we like. So. Yeah, uh, I think we need to do more of it. Yes, um, I will look forward to see what you pick for me to play. I think I, I think I'll I might have the answer by the end of the day, end of the show, but we'll see. Um, how I I haven't talked to you about Final Fantasy VII. I mean, we have to get this out of the way before we f- go into our yeah, topic. Yeah, it's important. It but is like, important. How, how's that going? Where are you? Have you beaten it yet? How many times? have No, you beaten it? I I really am not that far in it. I haven't been able to dedicate. Um, as much time as I would hope to it. So I don't have a ton of time into it yet Yeah. still, but um, I am at the part where you try to leave Aerith. I I have to get used to saying her name because I've been saying it for like 20 years as Aerith. Um, Aerith. I feel like we're terrible Aerith's, people. <laughs> Aerith's. Yeah. Aerith's. Wait, did house. you just realize this? What? Like, was this within the last six months that you realized you were saying it wrong or within no, playing I, this game? No, I knew it was translated wrong, but it's always been in the U.S. as Eris. Oh, so you just kept saying this that. F- well, yeah, of course, because that was the name in the game. And that was we the told. official name. Yeah. So in all the publications and everything, it was Eris until hmm. just now when they released the new one. So I go, by the so, way, for the last, you know, umpteenth years, you guys have all been saying it wrong. Well, it wasn't wrong because it was in the U.S. In the U.S., it was Eris. Somebody translated it wrong, but we didn't know that, and they, you know, we found out later. But, but still, it, but it's that's but the it's, U.S. version. But it's wrong. Then that, that okay. Anyways, are you is, saying then that? Well, hold on. We need to touch on this. Are you saying that Super Mario Brothers Two is not the real Super Mario Brothers Two? Then is that what you're saying? What? Because that was the imported version of Super Mario Brothers Two. That was not Super Mario Brothers Two in China. Uh, China. Oh my gosh, Japan. Japan had a different Super Mario Brothers Two that the U.S. couldn't handle, so they took a different game and made it Super Mario Brothers Two, so the U.S. could handle it. Wait, hold on. So, Why couldn't we handle it? Well, was it, it was too, too difficult. Hard. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> so we got the the chump version, which I hated that game so much. To this day, it's it's just. I it's feel not like a Mario my, game. It doesn't feel like a Mario game. My entire life of gaming is a lie. <laughs> like, what, <have laughs> you, what is going on? Yeah, well, and it, it they the story goes that some guy in the warehouse who in in Nintendo of America liked to play the game, so they made him like the play tester before they published games here, and so he was very concerned with the Super Mario Brothers two that they made, hmm. which was really just like 
an expansion pack for Mario Brothers. You know, it was like the same thing. If you've played the Lost Levels, that's Super Mario Brothers 2. That, but that's Super Mario Brothers 2 in Japan. In Japan. Yeah. And that was on the uh, Famicom, disc, Famicom disc system that was only in Japan also. But so he was like, yeah, this is too hard. And they had lots of discussions. So they decided they needed to have a different game for the U.S. Oh, and wow. they took a different game that had different characters in it and they slapped Mario in it and a couple other little trappings. And there you go. Super Mario Brothers 2. Yeah. So so if we're saying that Eris isn't the real Eris... <laughs> In, in the U.S. because it came over mistranslated or not. I don't even know if it was mistranslated or maybe it was just translated that way because that was the best they could do or thought um, at the time. Interesting. So then that means that Super Mario Brothers 2 is not real and that Super Mario Brothers 2 in Japan is the real one. Okay. The lost levels. So those who just tuned in, <laughs> now you, <laughs> you, you've completely just blown everybody's mind. And this is another reason why Josh is always on the show because, well, not that he wouldn't be, but this is why I have him as a co-host. This is why we work well because he is an encyclopedia of things that I've never oh, no. heard of. Yeah. And this is like fantastic information. This is crazy. I, I wish I was really... Uh, uh, there or in the moment, I wish I was alive and um, like aware at this time of my at, of at this time of games because like none of this stuff happens like this. I mean, we have our problems are people are overworked, and I mean, that happened then, but like now people are whining about it now, which I'm like saying that's a bad thing, but <laughs> that's all we have now, or. If you're just if you're Nintendo, you have people releasing games to the eShop without <laughs> even telling the developers. So they like wake up one morning, they're like, "Hey, that's the game I've been spending blank amount of years on, or months, or whatever." <sighs> what a time we live in. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Anyways, you're where you're at her house. Uh, yeah. So uh, I'm at the part where you try to sneak away, Ooh. and because you need to get back to Sector Seven. And her Sector mother asks seven. you to leave and never talk to her again. It's like, uh, what's that stupid movie called? Transformers Sector 7. That's the the alien fighters. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if they pulled <laughs> from that. Probably. Anyway, so that's where I'm at. And um, I, I know that that's like not even halfway. I don't think. Because oh, I'm thinking through if they, they pretty much did one for one, I believe. So if they did... There's a lot more to go. Like, I haven't even gotten to the Shinra building. That's a huge, huge part of the game. So. That's huge, yeah. You got to dodge those guys. Don't forget, when they turn around, you have Them to, like, guys, yeah. As they move back and forth, you got to dodge. That was, that was, see, yeah, that that made it so much harder. Plus, I have something I want to <laughs> comment on uh, once you are done with your update. Anyway, yeah, it's still awesome. I love it. Good. I did get... Um, uh, to have a little chat with a coworker today who listened to our podcast, our last episode, and um, was talking about how much he loves it and how the ending is very controversial, I guess, which I've read as much as well. I'm, I'm kind of putting blinders on on that whole thing and just going to take it as it is and not be spoiled. Mm-hmm. So I will definitely have comments about it when I get there and then probably talk to that person as well and see what they thought. So is this, is we'll this, see. Uh, um, sat, rhymes with sat. Name rhymes what? with sat. Who? What? Does this person's what? name rhyme with sat? No. No, it does not. Really? Oh. Yes. Okay. Wow. That's surprising. Okay. Anyways. <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah. So that's Final Fantasy VII Corner. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we always have to have updates on the games that we're playing, especially if it's something that you've been waiting for. Well, kind of waiting uh, for, but yeah. not waiting for. <laughs> I love that game. It's so good. Love to love a game that you didn't know you wanted. Um, I, wh- what was I going to make a note about? Dang it. I don't remember. I lost it. That's so disappointing. I was super excited about it. Oh, I do. Never mind. Um, I think I told you, but I don't think I made it a uh, public about on the podcast, but I am I'm experiencing some severe Joy-Con drift now, and I'm super disappointed. Super disappointed. That's crazy. Yes, it is disappointing when it happens. Like when it happened with my kids' Switch, I was very disappointed. Yeah, I'm like because I'm going in and Stardew, or I was playing uh, Witcher, uh, and like I I specifically Stardew, I'd be like trying to sell things, and it would just sell all of my first row. I'm like. Uh, I can never get any of that back because it would like, cl- I'd click 
and then the cursor would go and just go up all the way to the left. Oh, and I'm like, terrible. you mother. And then I'd get pissed because I had some stuff in there that I had that like I, that I needed. Like I sold. F- so when you're going through, sorry, we're going now into Stardew Corner. Um, when you have to do all the uh, town hall th- events where you're getting all like the crops and stuff. I had finally gotten five gold star melons because melons are pain. And I had my corn and I had my pumpkins. So I was about to finish that pantry section. Well, stupid Joy-Con Drift sold not only my melons, but my freaking corn. And so I have to wait until the next seasons to go do this again. I'm so mad. (laughs) I was so mad. It was also like 3 o'clock in the morning because Olivia woke up. um, And I was like, well... I can't go back to sleep. I'll might as well play for thirty minutes while she's still <laughs> winding down. But um, I forgot what game I was playing when <sighs> it was really happening to ours, and I like the kids wanted me to play a game. Yeah, and I was playing it, and I was just getting so angry because you know, as a gamer, mm-hmm. you know, as a lame person and a gamer, what you take pride in the in your ability. Yeah, because that's all you can do after X number of years doing this. Yeah, where like the only thing you have left is pride because there's no actual con- constructive thing that you can show people that you did all these things all all this time on the video games. It's not like you're yeah. yeah it's not like you're building models and then you're like look I spent five months building this and here you go I painted it isn't it pretty Well, you could do no. that in Minecraft. There's nothing. To, <laughs> shut up. Shut up. There's nothing to show in video games unless you play spend Minecraft. Too much time building stuff in Minecraft, and then it's ridiculous. Well, it's um, just like your models. What are they doing? They're just sitting on a shelf. Yeah, it's so true. <laughs> That's why I don't build models. Uh, so yeah, it's anyway. So you know, it it doesn't perform as you're expecting it to, or yeah. it doesn't act as you thought it would, and you get upset because it's like, I know I'm better than this, and you're not, you know. And, yeah, uh, it's your fault. So, oh, that yeah. lag. Grumble, lag. grumble. I should have got grumble, a headshot. Grumble, grumble. Yeah, um, grumble, yeah. grumble. But it's so, so, and now the problem I have is, how am I going to send it in um, because like, I don't know how that whole thing is going on. I don't know if they're still accepting them as, uh, or to and we'll repair them, I'm assuming, because the lawsuit went through. Um, so they almost have to, but I'm just going to get a yet another Joy Con that may or may not have the same problem. So I don't know. It's like well, that's the problem. I mean, we had ours replaced, and the whole switch was replaced. And yeah. I think we talked about that on the it, podcast. Regardless, think, yeah, yeah. So yeah. we have a new switch, and it's like, is it going to happen? And if it does, when is it going to happen? You yeah. know, you're just sitting there and waiting. It's like a it's like a time bomb, right? And and I I know that. I, I like I personally the way I look at it right now is like do I, t- do I send them in and then just get get the a new one back and then yeah I'm good for another whatever year or so and then it happens again because I didn't have this problem up, up until now and I've owned the Switch since 2018 so almost two years holy cow has it been that long yeah yes. it has holy cow wow that's surprising anyways um. I'm really proud of myself. <laughs> I don't know why I'm confu- uh, surprised by that, but yeah, I I just am shocked that it took this long. And why? Like some people will just have it like almost immediately, or within six months, maybe even less. Um, so now I'm stuck with the decision of either sending it in. I don't want to bring it to GameStop because Lord knows how that's going to go, um, unless they are going to make it easy and painful, painless, like your exchange kind of was. Um, but you ended up getting the newer console, right? The, with the newer battery. We did. We did. And um, it was painless and easy because we had paid for the extra warranty from GameStop mm. of all places. So yeah. that's why it was like we just walked in. They gave us a brand new box and we walked out. So, Gotcha. Yeah, I wonder uh, how that I, how I'll go. It's either that or buy new Joy-Cons. But Joy-Cons are stupid expensive. They to, really are. They're $60 plus. Which is crazy to me, you know. There, I get that yeah. there are pro controllers for all of the other systems that are crazy I'm expensive, stupid. but you can still get the normal controllers for sixty bucks, which still is way too much in my opinion. Yeah. But yeah. the idea that I'd have to buy two parts of my controller at sixty bucks a piece, so it's like a hundred and twenty dollar controller, and it's not even like a pro controller. <laughs> no, you get both Joy Cons when you buy. Is it both in the box? Yeah, you oh, get yeah, both okay. in the box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now yeah, that would be ridiculous, better. Josh, yeah, if it yeah. was sixty for yeah, yeah. one. <laughs> yeah, no, that's better. You're right. You're right. 
Yeah, so I, I don't know. I'm I'm kind of torn because then I'm out of then I don't have a Joy-Con, uh, Joy-Cons, and I I literally primarily play Nintendo Switch with bond, uh, handhold mode, which has almost caused me to make the question of like, do I want the Switch Lite if that were to happen? Like if they do like an exchange for that, but they won't. Uh, and I would be pissed off if I went that route because there's going to be like the one time that my wife wants to play something that's like a party game and we can't do it. So, um, cause we'll need yeah, another switch. Yeah, I mean, switch. if you only have one switch, it makes sense to have it be the dockable kind. Right, exactly. Um, but yeah, so that's just my update on, um, some crappy news, I guess. I'm really disappointed, but we'll see what happens. Um, but yeah. Uh, do you have anything else that you want to follow up on or make note of before we jump into topic? I do have one thing I want to bring up as news. Mm. Um, I'm actually pretty excited about it. So just today, wait, today? No, yesterday, <laughs> a game was released called Streets of Rage 4. Oh my God, I just heard about this. Yes. And um, I played... I really didn't play any of the Streets of Rage games except for the original on Sega, and I'd go to a friend's house. I was not allowed to have it. You know, it's not like my parents would buy that game for me. Mm -hmm. But it was a very early version of some of my favorite types of games, which were the go right and beat 'em up games, which, you know, there was the Ninja Turtles game, which I talked about in a different show, being a great arcade game. There were the Spider-Man games like that. There were the X-Men games like that. But Streets of Rage was one of the originals that was just so good. And um, the fourth one was released today. I don't know if it's actually the fourth game, but it's number four. Um, and it looks and just, it looks awesome. Looks awesome. So um, I would check it out. It's Actually, 10% off, which who cares about 10%? Yeah. It's $2 off on Steam right now. But the cool part, the very exciting part that I think is exciting, is that it's on Game Pass day one. So you can, if you have Game Pass, you can go play it right now. And um, I'm excited because it's on the PC as well. And so some people were already reaching out to me to play it on PC over uh, the internet, which is exciting because it looks awesome. So it's got the whole like cell shaded. Uh, art style um and it's not like the old school like retro graphics it's it's just cool looking it's, it's I don't different know, it's like yeah. a it's like a cell shaded i don't know action game it's very cool so check it out and um i think it looks amazing what i think is crazy is i was listening to another podcast coincidentally and they were talking about some of the games that were released and this game came up, and they were saying that like if you time it right, like if someone throws a weapon at you, you can snatch it midair. Um, if like they have the weapon almost has like a durability thing to it, so like if you beat somebody up with it enough times, it'll like fall out of your hands for them to hit you with it. So um, it's interesting, I guess. If I'm yeah, I I just love the art style too, and and then I love the fact that this is a 2020 release that is basically the old school go right and beat em up games so yeah. we don't get a lot of those and i just love that it's coming back or maybe has come back and this game was made then it's so exciting because i had so much fun with those games with uh multiplayer and friends at my house or friends right. at you know their house or anyway it's it's a lot of fun and the fact that you can play it over the internet now which we didn't have at the time way back in the day uh is super exciting because we could actually play multiplayer with more than one person so Nice. Very cool. Well, that's good. Oh, um, I, I can't think of any games that have been launched. Oh, I did want to make, I know I keep doing this, but um, I did wanted to say something about the new uh, Assassin's Creed that they just uh, debuted, well, at least a trailer for. Which, oh, yeah, I haven't seen it yet, and you were talking something about it. Yeah, so it, it also um, kind of paired with Xbox One X. Um, so the, oh, sorry, Series X, sorry, my bad. Um, and so they kind of did like this advertisement to, to show off that, yeah, this game's going to be pushing, uh, the limits and, or at least pushing and, ex and showing off the new hardware, um, because how good it graphically looks and whatnot. But, uh, the game itself is interesting because I don't, I think a lot of the Assassin's Creed, and I think we talked about this too, like a lot of the Assassin's Creed games that fell off for me. Like I, I played one or two. I tried getting to the third one and then I just kind of bled out 
and it just got it got boring. And then they had Black Flag and then a bunch of other ones that I guess people said have been really good. But this one is um, Valhalla, right? Yeah. Yes, and, and I'm looking at it right now. It's you know a Scandinavian. It, it, you uh, you're the uh, part of um, I don't know if it's Vikings essentially, but no, uh, it's Vikings. Yeah, you you are <laughs> you are a Viking um, who's invading and continuing to take land from England, um, or well, at the time isn't England, I don't think technically, um, but it's just like a weird. It's it's weird because it's not your typical uh, like Assassin's Creed, and at 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 the time that the trailer is going through, I don't know who who's actually going to be the assassin. Like I I was confused because they weren't it, no one everyone was just it was like a normal fight it was you know a normal hand to hand combat nothing too crazy, but then in the trailer the what seems to be the main um, Viking sees what looks like an assassin an assa- like a normal assassin and all of a sudden goes ham um when this big knight from England uh comes to attack him and he's looks like he's going to be killed but the viking uses you know the, the knife in the gauntlet right like the knife comes out and you know what's his name Enzo or whatever his name it had and just stabs him in the eye so i don't know how they play that storyline but i don't care because <laughs> i freaking love vikings ah uh, yeah it looks and awesome it looks amazing so unfortunately it wasn't gameplay but it still looks like a, it it this makes me want to play uh what's the other one um oh shoot the hell hellblade is that right hellblade oh yeah mm-hmm. um yep. so i don't know i've i've never played that that game and I haven't played Assassin's Creed since the third one, so Lord knows things have changed. Maybe, um, so maybe this might be one I pick up eventually. <laughs> it looks really cool. I could see myself buying this if it's anything like this. I mean, just this trailer looks so good. It looks cool, <laughs> and you know, it, you're right. It doesn't look very Assassin's Creed, but it certainly is Vikings. Yeah, killing a lot of people. Oh, yeah. I just got to the part where he sees the assassin-looking guy and yeah. uh, the hawk. Yeah, exactly. The old hawk, love it. So I wonder if they that's cool. Incorporate if you continue watching it as we're talking. There's the part where you'll see where I'm like, oh, now I understand. Now it seems like this is an assassin screed for sure. Um, but yeah, it looks cool. Um, did you want to take a quick break before we jump into the topic? Yeah, let's do that. So you can finish that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna finish this trailer. <laughs> okay, perfect. We'll be right back. All right, bye. <laughs> back so yeah that game's awesome <laughs> yeah it looks, it's, gonna, it's gonna be pretty cool well and the cool part is that you know that they're at their peak i would say right now because both odyssey and origins were highly recepted recepted oh my gosh received um and odyssey definitely more so than origins but uh both were supposed to be great and so the games they've made since black flag seem to have been pretty good so I guess that's exciting, though. Here we are, and we get this game, Valhalla. It's exciting. Um, so I actually, I don't want to be f- claiming uh, claiming uh, credit for this topic. I was kind please of please do, um, please do. But I, I guess I kind of, kind of will. Um, but I was listening to another show, of course, because that's what I do, and they were talking about like, okay, like they were arguing, what's the best. What do they claim is the best year of video games? Like what, what happened? What was released that year that made it the best year? And so, like they did a an actual draft of things and did a um, a whole um, March Madness bracket. Uh, and I can't remember what year won. I have to go double check. <laughs> um, I think it was like 2007, maybe. I don't remember. Wow. Uh, Which show was this? It's the f- uh, Best Friends. So it's like the McElroy brothers, uh, Justin and um, Griffin, and then the two their two best friends from former Polygon. Um, ah, okay. It's it's actually really good. It's a really good show. I was really surprised. Not that they have any garbage shows. It's just it was. I have a hard time finding any video game podcasts that are good anymore. <laughs> um, yeah. But uh, 
they are really good. Anyways, so I like I thought of the idea and I was I think I was in the shower sadly or I was doing something outside and I was like, you know what'd be a good idea if we looked at it from a different approach and you helped shore this up because that's what you do. You make the ideas that much better. Um <laughs> what was the year of gaming that was the most interesting? And so that has many pieces to it, but not necessarily what games were released that year that made it the best year, but what year of gaming was the most interesting? And that would be from your time, your lifetime and my lifetime, which overlaps, so that works out well. Yeah. Um, over the main, I mean, video gaming wasn't happening really much as in the 80s as it was in the 90s and then in the 2000s, so a lot of crazy things happened. So I wanted you to go first because you're awesome. Um, you've, you have picked one year. I have picked one year, which is fine because I, the most interesting as you should have. Um, but I had a hard time. It was really hard. It was really, really hard. And what I am upset about is that my intention for us changing it to the most interesting year was to get away from us talking about our favorites. I feel like we do that so much on so many different things that we end up talking about a lot of the same games constantly. Right. Also final fantasy (laughs) seven. So I was trying to avoid talking about a year that has a whole bunch of games that we talk about all the time. Mm -hmm. And yet after all of that, I still end up on a year that just embodies so many of the games that we love and that we have come to enjoy. Yeah. And (laughs) I, I'm upset. Because I was trying to do something cool and different, and of course, I'm so vanilla that I just can't get away from <laughs> doing the, the vanilla thing. But uh, So I guess I'll just get to the point here, and that is that my year that I chose as the most interesting year in gaming mm-hmm. is 1998. Mm, the 90s. Um, yeah, so, so there were a lot of really interesting years before this, and there were a lot of interesting years after this, and I think you picked some really good ones too. But the reason I chose this as my most interesting year is because it can't be ignored. And by that, I mean the massive number of groundbreaking releases during this year is staggering. Staggering. 98. 1998 had so many incredible games all at the same time. It's just this bastion of awesome and so let me just name off a couple, right? So you got Half Life was released. Oh God, Starcraft. Yeah, The Legend of Zelda: Ocarina of Time. Yeah, okay, yeah. Totally. Metal Gear Solid, Baldur's Gate. Yeah, that's huge. Uh, what else here? Let's see. Resident Evil Two, um, Fallout Two, which the original Fallout and Fallout Two were supposed to be some of the best, and I've only played Fallout One, which is very good. Parasite Eve. I really liked Parasite Eve. Xenogears, one of the greatest JRPGs ever made. <laughs> um Sonic Adventure, so the Dreamcast, I loved Sonic Adventure. I played a ton of, a ton of this game called Tenchu Stealth Assassins, which was a really rough but very great stealth uh action game, kind of like Assassin's Creed but mm. like very early. It was great, and it was only on the PlayStation if if memory serves. I mean, the list goes on and on. Tomb Raider 3, uh what was the name of this one? Oh, 1080 snowboarding. Oh my gosh. NFL blitz, <laughs> NFL blitz. Yeah. Um, brood wow. war came out, I think later oh. that year. Uh, I mean, it was just sweet. in two. Oh my gosh. Um, it just is this like just pile of games. And so to me, it's like this. Oh, and, uh, Pokemon yellow was released. Yes. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's this big juggernaut of a year where everything in it is just fantastic and i would say that almost every genre had a major release that still echoes today in our current gaming situation so that's why i chose this year and that was my pick (laughs) that's good Uh, that's a good year because i think i'm trying to think nintendo 64 playstation yeah, so that's really when this is before Xbox comes into play. Yes, this for is, sure. This is a, a time when PlayStation and Nintendo are duking it out back and forth. We have the whole like Square thing going on, right? Yeah. Um, so I totally could see this, and I also I'm also just like thinking back to when I was playing at that time. I think I was really heavily playing Nintendo because of Game Boy. 
and I had an N64 and a PlayStation, so I guess I had all of them. But like I was really playing Nintendo games at that time. Um, I was curious if Super Mario or sorry Mario Party was on here, but that's not this year. Um, but dang, Crash Bandicoot. I mean. Yeah, well, and this is also, so the year before this is when Final Fantasy VII was released. And so this, 1998, I would say, is the year that PlayStation was solidified as like a real yes. console and yeah. just a juggernaut. Like this, this like, holy right. cow, where did these guys come from? It's so good. Yeah. And, you know, 97 was kind of like that. But I'd say that 97 was like the run up to this year where like so many great releases. I mean, even the fact that Resident Evil 2 came out this year is just amazing so yeah that um that does make sense too because i forgot about it that nintendo has been out already technically like they've already had systems they've had the nes they had the snes they they've already gotten their feet wet with console gaming and so playstation comes in as the new kid on the block um previously and and starts pumping out some i would argue some triple a games that would eventually become even further enhanced by uh, their platforms so no yeah this is a a pretty solid year not just from a games perspective but from the fact that like you just said playstation coming out and becoming uh, a force to be reckoned with Um, yeah i'm trying to think of anything else that came out Um, i missed a really important release during this year final fantasy tactics tactics was released during the 98 year we had the uh, esrb changes from ka from kids to adults to rating yeah, e yeah. for everyone which when's the last time they've made a change for those <laughs> ratings it's been forever uh, a couple others here rainbow six was released during this time 98 spyro the dragon um what else here i mean it's just so many great games during 1998. Grim Fandango, the first one. You mentioned Crash Bandicoot, which is yeah. also was fantastic. And totally like, okay, Sony's got their mascot now. Here we go. They're a real company. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, Star Wars Rogue Squadron, which I loved that, that game. Was and f- actually still play that game sometimes. That game is so good. Yeah. I yeah. still think that's one of my uh, favorite Star Wars game on N64. Yep, it was fantastic. So that's my pick. I mean, I feel like every major platform slash every major genre had a major release during this time that was so important and just continues to echo in today's industry. Mm -hmm. And so that's my pick as the most important game or interesting game uh, year in gaming, I should say. So that's my pick. Nice. I, uh, the besties, sorry, that's what the name of the podcast was. I knew I was saying it wrong. (laughs) It just was bothering me. I was trying to friggin' remember it because uh, I was curious to see what year they picked because I think it's relevant. I think they picked, um, let me see. I think they picked 1998 as the year. Yeah. Let's see. Well, so, okay, you got Railroad Tycoon 2. Um, just adding to the list here. I'm looking now at the Metacritics releases for 98. Okay. No, that was um, not that. They picked 2007. It was Crash Bandicoot 3 that was released during 98. Yeah, so it wasn't the new one, but... No, yeah. Or, sorry, the original one. The original, yeah. Tekken 3. Um, I just saw one, though, that was really good. Oh, Gran Turismo. Gran Turismo was 98. That was a solid game. That's what It was fantastic. That's what started the... Uh, the what, racing sim genre? Race, yeah. That yeah, I, I mean, game. and that's the only one I've ever really played, is that one. So. It's a shame. Yeah, I'm sure there's better ones, but like at the time. Oh, and of course, the most important game ever created, Dead or Alive. You know, yeah, that, that released in '98. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah, that is true. <laughs> that became a huge game later on, for various yeah. reasons. Um, <laughs> my my years I've picked. I'm gonna have to pick one, but then I want to do like really quickly runner ups. Um, All right. But for me, what's the most interesting? Uh, not just because of the year not because it was a memorable year for good reasons and bad reasons um but 2001 was huge because that's when the actual trio the console trio um that's when we actually had the introduction of the xbox which then from then on 
until now created the the three-way com you know com, com, competition between the three companies on uh, console gaming um and not that the games that were released that came out this year were amazing because they were pretty good ones i didn't even check because i was trying to avoid that um but the fact that it started the the this now 20 years later or 19 years later the battle between these three huge consoles and i look back to it and i think that you you and i or at least i haven't known or felt what it it's like to not have the three really the three consoles battling back and forth um i mean i had n64 in the 90s early 90s and whatnot but truly it was these three that now continue to cause me to make decisions on what games I want to buy <laughs> and what have you. So, see, my console war was Nintendo versus Sega. Yeah, and then, and then PlayStation came along and just just threw Sega to the ground and cur- curb stomped them. Ouch! <laughs> and and then it was Nintendo and PlayStation, and then you had the big three. So, um, but when you say console wars to me, I think Nintendo and Sega because it was so huge at the time. Like those were really the only two. And they were really cutthroat about it. So at the time, you had Sega really trying to play up the like, we're more mature games, and we're at you know the cutting edge. Which if you go back and watch the commercials for their quote cutting edge end quote in terms of like violence and stuff, it's so you know naive and just I don't even know what to call it. Not naive, but it, the violence in it. You know, you're like, this isn't really that violent. You guys are acting like you. It's like overly crazy. It's yeah, and it's not even close to what we're like. We have games like today, so. Um, but yeah, no, that was my console wars for sure. So it's interesting. You know, I feel like you came up through the N64 era, which is fantastic. I mean, yeah. that's an amazing time to be jumping into gaming, and then having PlayStation becoming a juggernaut, and then shortly after xbox entering the fray and now you've got this big battle between the three which i still would say that nintendo ended up falling behind for some time before and after the wii um so yeah it's interesting it's very interesting this is a good year 2001 had some really good releases too my mind's blown Uh oh by which animal crossing was released on n64 first before it yeah in japan i don't I don't think it came to the U.S. is the thing, though. Oh, my God. Our first Animal Crossing was on GameCube, wasn't it? Holy cow. Yeah, the next year in September. Yeah, yeah but they, they created the original, and I think it was a bunch of ideas a guy had, and they tried it on the N64, and it was huge in Japan. So, Wow. That's crazy. The reason why I brought it up is just because I looked at the games that were released just because I was curious, and that was on there. Like, um, like Pikmin, I guess. Really, the uh, GameCube came out towards the end of 20, 2001, so I didn't even consider that in there, but that's a huge uh, addition to the... Uh, to It was Nintendo's response, really, to... Or attempted response um, to the uh, PS2, technically. Um, so, yeah, that's it was just a good year uh, for, for that, and I had a hard time picking because the runner-ups that I have were all great years. Like 2002 is one because it like Xbox live came into play and that was huge because that introduced for the console side and for, I would say general Americans and other people as well in other countries, the ability to play uh, halo against each other or things like that. And that's huge. And because Xbox came with standard, like it already had ethernet port where PS2 and GameCube had add-ons later in order for you to do this, which right. is funny, but it is what it is. Um, but that the introduction of Xbox Live also, in my opinion, kick-started the whole uh, multiplayer side of things for um, consoles, so that's huge. Uh, and then, like, 2004, PSP comes out. That's our first attempt at in a long time at other than the Game Boy to try and make a, con- a handheld console. And did you ever own a PSP? I think you said no. No, yeah. I did, and I love that thing. I still think it, it's underrated because 
you had those like little weird discs that it came with to play. Do you do you remember yeah. seeing them? Yeah, the mini discs. Yeah, and those were just so weird. But um, that was my first Final Fantasy I ever played. Was that Crisis Core? Um, <laughs> it's like the worst one. <laughs> no, it's not. It's great. I love that game. Oh, nice. Um, I have not played any of those spinoffs, which is crazy because I love Final Fantasy VII. I don't know if anybody knows that. And um, both of those were supposed to be decent. Yeah. Uh, not great, but decent. They were pretty good. But, like, the DS also came out that year, too. As you know, the DS it finally died. <laughs> like, it's the, the 3DS, at least. Uh, the That platform has finally been, you know, sunsetted. Um, or has it? Uh, so it yeah. was, it was a pretty good year. And then 2017, the switch for me, the reason why I picked that is because Nintendo pretty much just said, screw you guys. We're going to do this again. We're going to try this again and it's going to kick butt. And it sure did. And it's continuing to be like a, a hot commodity for, uh, a lot of casual gamers. That's what I would say. It, 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 it yeah. opens it to get more casual people to play it especially with Animal Crossing <laughs> recently. And what's going on? I think the on. Switch is a, an incredible piece of hardware. I don't think it's super groundbreaking though. Like, it's, it's not. Nothing no, no, that God, anybody. No. Yeah. So I I don't know. It, I, it's it's good though. It is good and I think it does open a new market or at least I think it's tapping into the Wii market yeah. in a little bit. In 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 ways that the Wii U did not, which right. is strange because the Wii U was like this bridge between the Switch and the Wii, so right, exactly, but yeah, that that's another reason why it wasn't my pick. My main pick is two thousand one, but um, yeah. those three years for me, I, I avoided WoW, which would have been two thousand four <laughs> technically, but two thousand six for me actually playing it. Um, but yeah, there was a lot of other years in between that things happened. Um, but I mean, I'll say this again, but between two thousand ten and now. The really the only exciting thing that has happened and and that's I'm being very upfront and honest about it was the switch for me like I can't tell you I was excited about the Xbox Xbox one but like it was just another console and I already had a computer that was already blowing it out of the water anyways so it didn't matter um, so the switch to me is what's for me in the last decade has been pretty pretty solid so because hmm. I'm still playing it like crazy surprised my battery lasts any has like i'm really surprised my battery life is not terrible it's pretty decent it does not do well with the witcher though i bet it drains it like crazy but uh uh, just want to add why i really know for the real reason you picked out 2001 was that's when halo was released i didn't say it (laughs) i did not say it i did not i did i did not include it in my conversation Oh, and the real reason is because of the Sims hot date. You got that me. That was released. On Sold. Yep. For sure. That's yeah. the real reason. I don't even. I, that was the one expansion pack that I never owned. I, I mean, yeah, you were young, so hopefully not. <laughs> uh, there were a lot of good games this uh, during this time, though. I mean, um, yeah. Final Fantasy X, fantastic. Mm-hmm. Max Payne, which was huge at the time. Uh, Metal Gear Solid Two, awesome. That does sound and pretty then, good. A game that I think is underrated and people ignored mostly, but I loved Conker's Bad Fur Day. I loved that game. It was so, so over the top, but fantastic. So you remember Conker the Squirrel, who was from Banjo-Kazooie? No? Yes? Cool. Nope, never played it. So Conker was this, like, no-name, unnamed character that, like, was in... I think he was in Banjo-Kazooie. And then he also showed up in um, Diddy Kong Racing. But he... They gave him his own game... This is rare making this game, which is incredible. And it was called Conker's Bad Fur Day. And it was filled with swearing and drinking and poop jokes and farting and burping. And it was disgusting, but it was fantastic. And it's incredible that it was a Nintendo game. And it was incredible that it was made by Rare. (laughs) So That is pretty uh, impressive. But it was a great game. And uh, it was ridiculous. Good year. Now, the real question is, this is like the, the part that you added, I think, right? Maybe. You, you added on to it but now take that year that you've chosen and if you were to be stuck in that year how do the games hold up that were coming out like how did that how does that well i think that was your question but i think that if we choose these years mm-hmm. your question is really an interesting one because so 
for you was more about the fact that you had the trifecta of consoles. Mm -hmm. So, but there was a lot of things going on on the PC side too. Like I was just looking, you know, you mentioned, you mentioned it, you didn't bring it up, but um, World of Warcraft Mm -hmm. in 2001, I was playing Dark Age of Camelot, which was an MMO. And at the time was a really well received MMO. So RuneScape came out. In 2001, too. I, I, bet, I bet it did. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't see it here. But regardless, um, there's a lot going on that year. So it's interesting because the consoles are probably, in terms of hardware and platforms, yep. the most interesting right. part. Okay. Yeah. yeah June so four, and, July, uh, January 4th, 2001. Wow. And I would say that this is when MMOs are kind of ripe for a change or... The, you know, you had the EverQuest, but even during this time, EverQuest was was like long in the tooth and people were ready for something new. And Dark Age of Camelot was great because they had a lot of really important PvP changes that people loved. But this is, even Dark Age of Camelot was very traditional and so, or conservative, I should say. So this is really setting up World of Warcraft for like just coming in and just knocking everything out right (laughs) so yeah it's it's a really interesting time so taking that let's take yours first 2001 if you had to really say it's groundhog year and you have to relive that year over and over again what does that say for gaming for you i have lots of games to play i can switch between the three consoles (laughs) i guess like i mean to me it's a good year to be in well technically no (laughs) um from outside perspective but like from a game perspective there's a lot of games that came out that i as a child and even now would sink hours into continually so like to me this is like a very safe year (laughs) is the word i would use um just because of what the content that came out and because the variety because of the three different consoles um granted if i pick any of the other years i would have the same thing but it was like this was to be in that moment and uh, to relive that, that would be interesting. And uh, I'd probably have the ability to finally complete some of the games that came out during that time. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that that would give me a lot of time uh, to beat. I'm trying to think. Um, let's see. Of course, Halo. <laughs> I could finally, like, in uh, Animal Crossing, technically I couldn't do that. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think it just, to me, it makes, like, I'd make a safe, uh, it would be a safe, uh, wow, I can't talk. It would be pretty easy for me to spend maybe four rotations, <laughs> and then I'd probably <laughs> go crazy. Well, yeah, I think that's the ultimate uh, ending to any part of this question, is that you get to a certain point, and you're like, I can't take it anymore. Yeah. So, yeah. Twisted Metal Black came out at this time, too, so that. That's interesting. I can't believe that. Yeah, I'd actually play a Final Fantasy during that time. I mean, dang, there's a lot of games. <laughs> Tony Hawk Pro Skater. Yeah, and that was a huge success at the time. Three, not the first one. Harvest Moon, three. There's a, there's a crud load of games. Holy cow. Yeah. Silent Hill 2, man. Director's Cut. I didn't play any of the Silent Hill games. Oh, Luigi's Mansion, nice. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Not it wasn't uh yeah. Yeah, I mean Resident Evil I really enjoyed, but Silent Hill just took it to a different level that I yeah, just was, was unwilling to approach. It's um niche is what the word I would use. It's definitely <laughs> uh not something I should have been playing when I was that age, but hey. Yeah. Ain't gonna stop me. What about so you? So if I was stuck in nineteen ninety eight over and over and over again, um well, I should put it a different way. I kind of was in some ways because this is still during the time when you're not getting crazy sales. You own the games you own, and that's what you have, yeah. right? There's no, like, I'm, okay, well, I'm kind of bored now. A week later, I'm just going to go pick up something else. No, that's, no. You play the games that you play. You play. You have the games that you have, and that's it. There's no, anyway, it, it was a different way of playing, and I think it was the same in 2001, 2002, your years, where it's like, there's no, you know, there's no wait for it to be $3 on Steam and then just grab it real quick and you've got another game of your 400 Right. No, this is like, these are the games on your shelf physically and it costs a lot of money to have them. <laughs> so um, that said, I, in some ways I kind of 
was stuck in 1998. Um, so what I mean by that is these games, Half-Life 2, StarCraft. Right. I'm sorry, Half-Life 2. Oh, my gosh. I was just half the wrong screen. StarCraft. Half-Life, the first one. <laughs> StarCraft, Legend of Zelda, Ocarina of Time, Metal Gear. I mean, I played all of those games, the ones I just listed, over and yeah. over and over again. And actually, StarCraft, I have been playing since. And um, I, 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 I'm okay just sitting in these games. I could sit in these games for years, and I did. And I love them. Love, love, love them. Metal Gear, I ridiculously so, I've played over 100 times through all the way. And just I would just sit in my room and just love playing through it and listening to the dis- different voice acting and picking it all apart and just analyzing it and just... That was a groundbreaking game for me. It just it was a different level of storytelling, and it hadn't quite got to the level that even Metal Gear Two, but definitely Metal Gear Three had gotten to, where it was very almost fantasy like in terms of the way that enemies were or the story was approached. It still had a little bit more realism involved, and so it was just incredible to have this game that had like this 80s feel to it because it was based off of Escape from New York, but also very realistic in some ways and not realistic in others. (laughs) Right. But these over-the-top characters in this semi-realistic style of story, I guess, because, you know, we were concerned about threats from the outside. We were concerned about terrorist cells. We were concerned about... Things like that, and the fact that this terrorist group takes over an island and has this super weapon, just and you're the one going in to go undercover and take care of it. Love it, and I just loved all the characters. I mean, I could talk this way about all of the games I just listed. Ocarina of Time, I play to this day. I love it on my 3DS, and just just pick it up from time to time, play through it. I still haven't finished the Master Quest, which I'm still enjoying. Um, Half Life, I played so much Half Life, even. After it came back through on Source, I just played the ever-loving crap out of that game. And it, to me, it still holds up. I can still go back and play it. Um, and yeah, StarCraft, I mean, that was the th- the RTS of all time. I just, it's it's a, a touchstone game, a Paramount game. It's perfect. Right. It's perfect in so many ways. So I don't know. And, and that's just like four of them. So yeah, there's plenty of them that came out that year. Yeah. No, I, I see what you're saying too. Like the, yeah. all the games that come out this year coincidentally make it that much easier possibly to do this over and over again. And maybe, and you had spent even past that time years I did. playing yeah. those games. So yeah, I, I could see that. Um, I guess I didn't give it a really convincing answer as much as you did, but it, it just, to me, that <laughs> year was very important. Uh, it, it really solidified my, um, my, uh, the, like my joy and love for video games outside of playing yeah. Pokemon all the time and things like that. Yeah. So, um, well, and so like, if I take it a different step in a different direction, which I think was the intent of your intent, original question, yeah. if, if, if this were to be the touchstone year that then pushed the gaming industry forward, and this was like the, I don't know, the pedigree of all gaming going forward, which it kind of is in some ways. But that aside, this is like a big, this is when storytelling was a huge part of triple A games. So, you know, even looking back on like a Xenogears, like the the incredible detail that was put into that story, or even Final Fantasy Tactics, or even Half Life, or even I don't know all the ones I listed before. Like story was such an important part to every single game that was released. And of course, if you're not into story in your games, then it's not going to be a year that's interesting to you, I guess. Right. But for right. me, this says that then from this point forward, the industry is going to focus on big releases that have big story with lots of detail. And um, it's going to shape the industry in a way that then that's the style of game. You're going to have these multi-path stories that take you, and in some ways linear stories too, right? That take you forward and just keep getting better and better in terms of look and feel but also we'll always have these big stories that underline every part of the game. And I don't think we went in that direction. I think we did go in a different direction. We have a lot of different kinds of games today, which is great. And I think that's really important because everybody enjoys something different. But if this was the 
the pedigree year for everything going forward. It would be very story centric. It would be very, um, yeah, just story centric. It would be the key to every game. So yeah, good. Well, thank you for enjoy, uh, you know, going down that path and trying to pick the year that you know was the best, <laughs> and not be based off of the games that we played, but. Um, that's okay. That, there's a reason why they're impactful. So <laughs> I guess that's a good thing and a bad thing. At the yeah, same I time. guess. Um, so with that being said, we haven't done this in a long time, but, uh, I wanted to see if we wanted to talk about off the beaten trail. Yeah, I'd like to, I, you know, we kind of got away from it, but, uh, we should. Right. So the, the game that I'd like to pick is I'm going to just, you know, steamroll you and go first. Um, <laughs> I know I've mentioned this before and I, don't know if a lot of people i mean people who played this will understand and maybe uh if you were an arma 3 fan um <laughs> but the the game for me that started the whole like battle royale thing before it became this crazy sensation um was daisy um because it was really a battle royale plus random zombies throughout the place but it was this extremely difficult difficult and intense game that made me probably the most angry that I've ever been at a game before (laughs) because (laughs) I had spent 45 minutes trekking through the terrain to get to a spot that had better loot so that I can gear up and then I'd get shot from someone who I don't know how or I died because of something that killed me I don't know what Uh, but that game was a lot of fun because it was like I don't know how to explain it, but it had a lot of people in the game. You were dropped on this humongous island, and you could not see somebody for an hour. And the the map didn't shrink. I don't remember it shrinking. And you would just uh, go hunker up somewhere, and you'd like, get caravans. And sometimes if if you got in the close proximity of them, you can I think you could talk to them. Because we'd always like start uh, little clans together really quick just make us get through all the way to the end and then we then shoot each other or like a, have a, uh, a war against each other. Um, but it was always crazy to play that game. And it was really weird to see um, groups of people like dressed in weird outfits that they would find. Cause sometimes you could bring it with you, but they'd like, you'd see like people dressed up in weird costumes uh, as a group of just driving around and either helping people or, um, put put making things impossible for other people to get so um it's a fun game super difficult to play <laughs> uh but it was a lot of fun and i think it, it started out as a mod for arma 3 and it was free and then it um launched as a standalone and then you could pay for it i think if i remember correctly it's been a long time i got it for free because of already having it i think i don't remember but yeah it's a, it's a good game it's still worth taking a look at even in 2020 with all the other battle royale games but uh yeah that's my pick i um have always been super intrigued by this game especially at the beginning when it was a mod yes i didn't play any arma 3 um or arma at all i didn't play any arma i only bought arma so i can get daisy mod fact okay that makes sense (laughs) and so um it always intrigued me because i used to watch the videos on it and be like what is this that is so people are just so into it and you see all those videos of people running into people and like you know they'd have these like little standoffs where they'd like inch around each other and try to disengage and like walk away so nobody got hurt and it just seemed like this um kind of game that embodied like the movies or tv shows or you know comics where there's an infection going on and you just have to be more careful of people rather than the infected. Like you run into the infected, but you know how to deal with them or you would run, but people were so dangerous. And, um, I just was absolutely fascinated with it. Now I never bought it and it's always been on my wish list. Right. Um, I still don't have it and it's still, I guess it was a 2019 standalone game. Yeah. It came out as a standalone in 2019 or something like that. Recently, like within recently, they just had a DLC release last year. Um, but it's definitely been out longer than that. Oh, so yeah. did it just like, was it like early access up until that yes, point or something? Yes, pretty much, or, okay. yeah, yeah. Yeah, interesting. That's what the Yeah, so was, it's always yeah. been intriguing, yeah. And so I just think it's cool and a cool idea. I don't think I could actually play it, but um, yeah, it'd be cool to actually try it and just see what it's like. 
But it's, yeah, it's, interesting. it's a neat, neat little game. There's a lot of um, uh, a lot of people who do like create um, little videos and post them on YouTube and stuff like that of people within the the game. So uh, it is weird. <laughs> and there's like people driving around in a ambulance truck thingy <laughs> and uh, just like randomly helping out people that are in being attacked. Like they'll literally just like help the person heal them and run away. And you never and see it's like that incidental gameplay that I thought was so cool about this game. Like you could choose to hole up with friends and just live in a place, and until you needed more supplies, you just hang out, you know. Right. And and it just seemed like a different take on more realistic, maybe or something to that nature. Take on like this kind of gameplay where you have zombies and you're trying to get away from them. Yeah. So I th- I thought it was neat. I never got to play it, so it's cool to hear that you did and thought it was neat. I will say the one thing that I we always tried doing is that there's an airfield in this game that almost everybody would go first um, and try and cap because it was a really good spot and you can see people come from miles away. Um, but it also had good loot most of the time. Um, but one of the things that I used to do with my friends was that we would get in a car and try and drive from the length of the runway without getting shot. And that was very difficult. Um, <laughs> but there would also be times where like we'd, we'd run from one end to another to try and get not get shot. And it was always funny watching people like take pop shops when uh, when I was playing the standalone. And you would see like bullets like toink, like just you'd see like the the trail, not the trail, but like the dust that would kick up once it would miss you. And it was always like exhilarating as you're like f- literally running in the open as people are taking pop shots at you. Uh, it, it just cracked me up because people would waste ammo because it was hard to come by. So that was one of our ways to draw people out so we can take the area. So That's funny. It was fun. But, yeah, it, I don't know what the price is for the standalone. I haven't even checked. It is $44.99. Wow. Yeah, I did not pay that much money for that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would not buy that at for, that high price. I would wait till they're on sale. So. But yeah, that's mine. Apparently, it was zero dollars at one point. Oh yeah, because it was zero dollars, right? Yeah, because it was zero bucks. Yeah. It was free yeah. ninety nine, and then free ninety nine. All right, so my pick, real quick, is um, a little game called Hammer Watch, which I've played on co op, and that's really the draw to it with a bunch of friends um, many times. And it is a top down hack and slash dungeon crawler. That um, you pick different classes each, like there's a wizard and a fighter and a rogue, and you run around and just fight hordes and hordes of enemies and try to survive. And it's got some roguelike tendencies, but it's just fun to play co-op together and just fight through the horde of stuff and lose and try again. And um, it's a lot of fun. So, and it's really cheap. It's ten bucks. Uh, I think it. Uh, the historical low it says here is a dollar, so I wow. think I got it really cheap. Or, or I think some one of my friends bought like the four pack and then gave it away to us, and we all played together. So, it's it's got like um, retro graphics, so it's very pixelated graphics, and it's just really fast paced. You have to be really good to get anywhere with it, but it's a lot of fun. So yeah, that's my pick. It looks like it reminds me of Gauntlet. <laughs> as we were just it, talking it about. has that style of gameplay yeah it's it's very gauntlet-esque um and it's a lot of fun it's I'm, I lots of game. co-op enjoyment i i try to play it by myself it's not as much fun by yourself but with uh, other people on the internet it's awesome i can imagine um do we have anything else that i'm missing no i don't think so um i hope we do a, another one of our radio theaters <laughs> um soon or radio yeah radio theater episodes yeah um possibly going back to your whatever you're playing now or whatever i end up telling you to play which i don't think i came up with it i'm trying to th- <laughs> i had i had an idea uh but i think it's not worth it because you've already played it technically so like I wanted you to try and play Halo again. <laughs> um, <laughs> you said it wasn't Halo. <laughs> but I you lied. lied. <laughs> you are a liar. Um, but there's a racing game we can try. We can try like some of the racing games, but I want it to be something that you don't, it's not money, by the way. I want it to be free or hopefully free. 
uh, or maybe like a couple dollars and I'll just buy it for you. But um, there's got to be something that you got to try. Well, so is Halo. So, okay. They released which Halo. Oh, my gosh. I'm so I'm so bad. I'm so sorry. Which Halo. It was Halo Reach that was first released as part of the Master Chief collection. Correct. correct? Yeah. And did I, they get to the second release yet? I thought they did. Yeah. I think it was the Halo custom edi- or Halo uh, Combat Evolved Anniversary Edition, which is the first Halo. Okay. Which so maybe that might be. I think you should an play option. the first Halo because you should have played that the first time. <laughs> Back in I have played it. I have played it before. <laughs> I just played it and was like, "Are you kidding? No, I'm good." <laughs> you got to do the um, campaign. That's how I played it. <laughs> oh come on. Uh let's see. So the Master Chief Collection. Um, so what I could do is I, I mean I had. I'm about to probably grab another I mean I actually tried to do it today and it was erroring out. I was trying to re up my subscription for Xbox Game Pass on my PC, but it was giving me an error. So Xbox I don't know what that's Game about. Pass. Game yeah. Pass. Um and so I want to play Streets of Rage for sure with some peeps, but part of that then would give me access to the Master Chief collection again, which I need to finish Halo um Reach. I think I was pretty close to the end. Um and then Maybe I could stream that as well, hmm. or in, in addition, or also. Okay. Maybe we take a look at. It. So we could talk more about it, but yes, yes, and combat. If oh, that's the original. Yeah, 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 yeah. I get you. I get you. Yeah. So that looks like that was already released, which is um, yeah, cool. On PC, cool. Re- cool. re-released, re-re-released, re-re-released. Well, yeah, because the Master Chief came, Master Chief Collection came out on Xbox forever ago, right? Yeah, but wasn't it but like the, forever, forever? The ago? anniversary edition came out long, even before then. So, oh my, oh my goodness. <sighs> yeah, Halo. This is. Is it is is it then remastered? Is that what that is? Yeah. The anniversary edition. Yeah. Do you have the ability to switch back and forth between the original graphics and the current? And the remastered graphics, just like Halo 2 Anniversary Edition. Oh, nice. Which yeah. did the same thing, which is actually really cool. Halo 2 Anniversary Edition is like a thousand times better than Halo 2 Original, <laughs> which is saying a lot because Halo 2 is probably not my favorite, but is probably the best comparably according to everybody in the world. So Yeah, everybody um, seems to like that one the best. But the cutscenes are amazing, and it's just amazing. <laughs> the Anniversary Edition for that is so good. Um, but yeah, well, you'll have to try that, but, uh, I think I am actually done talking to you, so I'd like to, oh, I'd fine, like to jump fine. off. Yeah, fine. All I'm right. Done talking I'm done to talking to you. Bye. is the story of the one as head of maintenance at a concert hall he knows the show must always go on that's why he works behind the scenes ensuring every light is working the hvac is humming and his facility shines with Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces plus 24 7 customer support his venue never misses a beat call quickgranger.com or just stop by Granger for the ones who get it done